how regularly do you plan for your business? How regularly do you refresh your goals, your ideas? How regularly do you go through your ideas and make sure you're working on the things you really want to work on? Business is a never-ending game. It's not something you can tick. You can't complete business. You can't complete this. It's just something we do and we continue to do over time. And as that's the case, we need to continue to refocus, reprioritize, work out our goals and keep working on our mission. Join Adam and I as we work to refocus his business and share with you the tools and techniques that you can use to help your business to continue to make progress. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. We're back and we have Adam from Craft Club back with us. Welcome to the show again, Adam. Hello. It's good to be back. It's been a very long time and you've forgotten what it's called. (laughs) I have no idea what's happening, what's going on, where I am. And to the listeners, this will feel like one week later. But for us, it's been five and a half, six months since we've spoken. Mm, time travel time travel (laughs) that is definitely what's happening here because the first episode we recorded in this season was way back in July 2020 and we're now in May 2022 so actually we are almost coming up for two years since we first spoke but to the audience it'll be about 12-13 weeks so it'll be about three months it's amazing how the world's changed in that time. <laughs> it really has, because when we first speak, you were launching the business in lockdown. All sorts of stuff was happening. Um, it was really fascinating. And then a big part of the series was about Christmas, the build up to Christmas. Are we going to see the same results that we had from the year before? Are we not? So I guess let's pick up where we were. How did Christmas go? Because we reviewed it mid-December which was pretty much, you know, there were still some sales to come in for Christmas, but not too many more. How did it go? Uh, Christmas was good. Um, So it's it's definitely, uh, it's been made it pretty obvious that Christmas is is the time that people like to craft, like crafts for gifts and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was good. It was probably like uh, 80% of the year before. So okay. not like not like huge, um, but yeah, definitely um, definitely much bigger, uh, and you know m- much easier to to attract customers and get more traffic to the website and all that good stuff. Given how panicked we were for probably most of the series about is Christmas actually going to happen, uh, hearing you say Christmas was good is a completely different world to where we were for many months. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. With one year's worth of data to go on, you just don't know what's going to happen at all. And uh, especially when you need to, you know, the like the the thing I needed to work on was um, how much stuff to buy to get those mm. orders out quickly, how to organize it uh, for the the Christmas post and all that kind of stuff. Because you know, it can it can take like a few weeks to get the boxes out to people when it's near Christmas. Um, yeah, and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I've been working on um, trying to to get that sort of logistical bit of the business working as well around Christmas. Um, you know, working on what to buy, and then also I I did a few sort of marketing experiments that, that I think we talked about a little bit before on the run up to Christmas, um, which has yeah given me some ideas for for after Christmas as well. So, talking of Christmas leftovers, how was the stock planning for Christmas? Did you see what I did there? <laughs> I see. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas leftovers. Ah, oh, me too. Just, uh, One of my, my favourite. My, my mind's going back to it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, so it was all right. Um, I I do have quite a few extra um, bits of star uh, star kit left over, um, but it was you know it was a case of buying a little bit extra to be able to cope with potential orders if they happened, but in a way that it wasn't a complete disaster um, for 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 the business if I was left over with some. So yeah, I've I've got some extra stock which I I'd, I'd rather not have, um, but uh, yeah, not not absolutely loads, and it's it tended to be the the things that were harder to get but were also a bit cheaper, um, so yeah, it it worked out okay. I I you know I'd I'd like to have sold uh, like double what I did really, um, and I I probably could have could have coped with that, um, but yeah, didn't quite get there. No. So you had some doubts towards the end of the year. Like, is Craftbox Club going anywhere? Am I going to still run it? What am I doing? How do you feel about your business right now? Uh, yeah, so the, the way that I'm feeling at the moment is is that um, I've got this kind of two to three year plan and I still want to work towards having it as as a as a main thing, but at the moment it just just isn't. Um, and the yeah, I, so I think the, the the sort of the the big question that we're we're asking last time was, uh, am I going to continue? And the answer to that is I I'd really like to continue it, but um, with that like a longer term um, view. To, to where I'm going to take this in the future rather than it having to be, you know, absolutely uh, perfect and, and firing all cylinders right now. That well, that gives sense. you a lovely... <laughs> it does. It gives you a lovely time frame because I think my biggest mistake when I was younger with goals was I would set a goal to earn 100 grand this year and then by about April I would have earned 10 and be thinking, this is rubbish, I'm never going to make it. I get demotivated, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of not hitting the targets. Whereas actually, if I thought about it over a decade, it would have been a completely different game, and I would have been thinking, okay, so let's just slow and steady, work on the next bit, keep adding it, and you have a different perspective and a different energy and I think if you've got a plan for two to three years, then we just need to work through what are you going to add in each year to be able to improve the business, get to the next level, increase the income, work on all those different pieces. So I think that sounds like a lovely way to slowly build it. And you have a job that you're working in. Well, I ought to check. Do you still have a job? Have you been fired? <laughs> I've not been fired yet. Uh, Yay! So, <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Uh, no, they're pretty keen. So yeah, I've, I've started a new place uh, at the beginning of this year, um, and yeah, so that that's taking up a bit more time than the the previous contract did, uh, which is taking a little bit of time away from Crowdpot's Club at the moment. But as we, you know, we've been sort of sending a few messages. That's all kind of building and taking me in the right direction a bit more broadly but just a, a bit a bit of time away from this business unfortunately so tell us what your broader goals are yeah so i've got a lovely metaphor uh, which ties into a bit of news it's about the like planting trees uh, to watch the forest grow kind of thing um, and I'm I'm doing that literally and figuratively at the moment. Uh, and so <laughs> part of part of Craftbots Club, we um, uh, subscriptions go towards funding um, uh, planting trees in Reading. And we've just planted our first tree, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, so we've we've got uh, the start of our little Reading forest, urban forest. <laughs> going. Congratulations! So I'm hoping that that you know literal forest is going to grow at the same time as Craftbots Club over the years, and uh, yeah, and that that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so the plan is for the the next kind of like two or three years um, is to be 
partially financially financially independent by the end of two or three years, um, and then be able to to then I've I've got this sort of target for um, for Craftbots Club to be able to kind of fill in the the gap between you know so so finance financial independence will allow me to be able to have to earn less. So, you know, it's like, I feel like it's like an achievable, achievable amount for Craftbots Club to provide that gap. Does that make any sense? I feel like that was very garbled. Um, do, you, do you want to translate? <laughs> Let me try and translate because I, yeah. I think it's actually a very interesting subject. The interplay between financial independence and entrepreneurship and financial independence is built from the 4% guideline. So if you want to live off 40,000 a year, you need a million saved and invested, which sounds like a lot. And it is a lot, but with the power of compounding, like you, it's possible. The fascinating thing is, if you could get a side hustle that you actually love doing and would want to do in retirement to earn you 10 grand a year profit you can reduce that target by quarter of a million, which is huge. And if you can get a side hustle that earns you 20 grand a year profit, you can half the target on the FI side. And I think that interplay between the two is really quite interesting because one of the biggest misconceptions about financial independence retire early is that you have to retire early. And there was a for some time talk of the retirement police going around going, you know, you've said you're FI, but you're still working. Why are you doing that? And actually, the realization is that you need meaningful work. You need purpose. You need these things in retirement. If Craft Box Club gives you that kind of helping the environment, planting forests, working with customers, creativity, self-expression, if it gives you all that and it gives you in a, a reasonable amount of time, then why not do it in retirement? Because you actually, like, you need something to do. You can't just sit on a rocking chair on the porch for your entire week. You will go stir crazy. <laughs> I've definitely in talking to people about this idea I've definitely had people go what will you do what will you do, <laughs> what will you do with your time uh you know how can you're so young uh what are you going to be doing with your life if you don't have to work uh and I go you know what I want to do <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan <laughs> I always look at those people who say what are you going to do in retirement and go like do you really have that little imagination that you can't come up with stuff that would be fun i have a list <laughs> the length of 10 pages that i can't get to because i have too many fun projects and yeah. i feel like any one of my projects is a lifetime <laughs> project as it is and i want to have time to go to disney world and be free and <laughs> build lego and hang out and eat too many almond croissants in the cafe and all of that stuff there's so much cool stuff to do it's yeah. just finding the time to fit it all in yeah that's it so um yeah but part of this plan is is moving house which i keep bang on banging on to you about um it not quite happening yet but i've managed to get to like a 50% savings rate at the moment and then moving house wow. would take me to 70% um, Whoa. which means that i can do this a lot quicker that's unbelievable i mean a 50% savings rate for those of you listening who don't understand savings rate because it's not something we've really covered on the podcast before savings rate is you've got your income and you've got your expenditure and the gap between the two is how much you're saving and investing. So if you can earn 4,000 a month and only spend 2,000, your savings rate is 50% because half of it you can put away into investments and save for the future. And your savings rate, why that number is important is because that number directly predicts if you were starting from scratch, how long your working career or working life will be before you reach financial independence. And it's a very interesting way to look at it. Katie and I love to track that figure. We absolutely love to track that figure. And 
even in retirement, we shouldn't be looking at it, but like even in retirement, we're still saving money because some of the things we do produce income. And that's the interesting bit as well is if you're someone who has got the get up and go and the drive to build a business and get to financial independence, you're probably still going to make money afterwards. I don't really know anyone who just like quits everything and never makes anything again. Um, but people see it as binary. You're either FI or you're not. And as we know, one of my favorite expressions, it's not binary, Adam. One zero 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 one. So that's the goal. That's where you're heading is that combination. And actually, at the moment, the job is really getting you there quickly and the side hustles working in the background. And as we've said earlier in the podcast, that your particular business is very Christmas focused. Yes, sure is. So does it matter if you spend a bit more time on other things during the summer, during the months that people aren't crafting anyway? Um, well, it's, it's tough. So the, it would be great if, and, and this might be something to uh, work towards um, in you know one to two years, is to start to get contracts that are more over the summer um, so that I can spend more time doing Craft Bots Club when people want to buy crafts. Um, so yeah, at the moment, that's going to be like an all year thing. Um, and so what I'm trying to do at the moment is to, um, is just to kind of test things out in a light way over the summer um, so that I can really roll them out um, when, it, when it comes to Christmas time. I love that. So do the testing ready so that we're not trying to figure things out in Christmas. We already know the plan and we're going to it. So given this huge journey we've been on with the ups and downs and everything that's happened since we first met at that Reading Pop-Up Business School, I don't know how many years ago that was where you were going to do live events. It feels like you're in a reasonable place and you've got a good strategy and you're feeling quite relaxed. Um, What's the biggest challenges you've got at the moment? Or are you just happily working through them? Yeah, I think what I'm trying to do is is do the Zen productivity thing where things just kind of happen uh, and I've got the energy to keep things going um, and keep things growing sustainably and not kind of stress out about it. Um, it's been... It's been a bit of a shift to have two days a week on Craftbots Club going to one day a week on Craftbots Club. So I've had to sort of find more energy to do some stuff in the evenings uh, mm. and be a bit more efficient about things. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely got enough time to keep it going and to keep it keep it working. Um, and, you know, what what really is suffering is uh, apart from, you know, the, the running of the business I can still do. It's just the, the doing the sort of active marketing bit. Um, it's, uh, it's the, the, the time's being taken away from that. So I'm, I'm trying to really just prioritize what I do with that, the, with, with the little bit of marketing time that I do. And that's, you know, really look after my current customers and I've got some, really nice relationships with the, the people um, who, are, who are subscribers at the moment, which is really wonderful, you know, to, to hear about what they're, they're getting on with and, and that they love it. And, you know, some people have, have been around for, for the, the two years that we've been talking about, about this uh, and really grown with, um, with what I've, I've been doing and seeing the improvements and things. So that's been great. So yeah, just trying to, trying to keep people uh, and then, uh, working on the, the marketing methods that I can um, run in the background a little bit more um, mm. and to gain some, some like do some research and, and get some data about about what works and, and what doesn't and just work out how, how to run things. So I'm trying to spend a little bit of time and then a, a little bit of budget, but sustainably, so I can start, um, you know, working out whether there's a signal from that data that I can go and use that when it gets to Christmas and then eventually go much bigger on that when I, um, when, when, when this is going to be my only, only, only thing that I'm working on and my only income. 
So I, yeah. So to, sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to mention you the, mentioned Zen productivity. Yes. Uh, where does that come from? What are you thinking about that sort of stuff? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, where, where does it come from? Uh, the, the, your podcast, uh... David Allen. <laughs> Oh right! Oh, I mean, it was so long ago. I've just incorporated it into my <laughs> into my own thinking. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm big on. Um, I mean, I've listened to all, all of your podcasts and and lots of lots of other podcasts, and they just they go in while I'm packing boxes. So all of this, uh, you know, gets gets sort of jumbled up, and and I and I uh, I, I use um, as much as I can. Um, but what I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to do the, having like, um, a, a big list of tasks for things. Uh, I'm trying to do things like block out my diary so that I did try to do this thing where there's like, uh, I think we've talked about there being two atoms before, but there's like a two different types of, of atoms. So there's like, uh, there's like the planning side of my brain that makes all these rational decisions about how, how I should spend my time. And then, and that's like sort of past me. And then there's like current me that, that comes to like, Oh, I've got an hour free. Uh, you know, let's sit down and watch Netflix. And then my little uh, <laughs> reminder comes up on my calendar and past me says, no, you should be doing this. And I need past me to tell current me what to do. Um, <laughs> and that and that kind of helps because you know past me also knows that I've got to relax and and do you know uh, all sorts of other stuff as well. Um, but you know also knows that I I enjoy doing Craftbots Club and working towards that. So yeah, that's been that's been part of how I think about that as well. I love that concept of past you having made the planning for current you, who yeah. may or may not want to chill. Uh, yeah. What I think is interesting <laughs> is when you come to those points and you have to make a decision of what to do, that can actually be really tough to make that decision of what to do when you're tired. But if you've already pre-made the decision of what you're going to do and broken it down into actions, then you just need to go through those steps and start doing it. So you actually, by pre-thinking it and going, this is what I want to do, it makes it so much easier especially because you've said you're doing more in the evenings, having energy in the evenings is tough. But if it's already decided and it's written down, send this email to this person, you're like, okay, I can do that. And you can yeah. sit down and do it. <laughs> but if you have to sit there and use your brain to work out what you've got to do, that's where it all fits down. So I, I love that concept. I'm a huge fan of breaking things down so that you don't have to do the thinking you just do the doing when you're tired yeah and it's amazing how much you can just carve out doing that so i've had to for example i, I now have to make my craft videos like uh in cover of darkness because <laughs> i you know i haven't got that day to do that to film them anymore so i do them in the in the evening which means when i edit them and things like that i really have to do them in in chunks more than all at once and and I do just forget that it needs to be done really until the thing you know thing comes up, and I go and it's you know it's actually a really nice thing to sit on the sofa with the laptop and edit some video, but it just might it probably wouldn't have occurred to me at the time to to do that. Yeah, so that is that is very handy. So, what are the biggest challenges you've got at the moment? What can we actually help you with today on the podcast? Uh, so. I think it's th it's it's uh, thinking of things that I can do in in little chunks or things that I can run uh, in an automated way in the background to make the use of the next two years uh, and that, so th things that are going to help me at the end of the two years um, that can kind of take me off the launch pad when I go full time on this. Uh, that makes any sense. So. Things like I'm running some Google ads at the moment just to see how that works, um, and then hopefully I'll build up some data to um, that I can I can use in the future. Uh, yeah, little, little little chunks of activity that will pay off in the long run. I I think you know that that would be good to uh, 
um, to think through. So what I'm kind of hearing is you just want to steadily build the business and it's what should I focus on? Because it sounds like you've got the ideas. It's just which one should you focus on first? Do you have the ideas? You've got all the ideas. You just, where are we focusing? Or is it, I actually, I need more ideas because what I'm doing is not moving the needle or where are you? Yeah, well, so I've got, I've had a few ideas, which I've, I've tested. Um, and uh, that's, that's basically stuff on the mailing list and Google ads, which I've kind of got going at the moment. Um, the mailing list one's been quite interesting, but then, yeah, it'd be great to have some, um, some more ideas. Uh, and maybe that's the wrong way of thinking about it, doing, doing, you know, a few little things. Maybe there's something else that I haven't really thought about that I need to be working on a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, to, to push things forward that um you know sales are down again like the same as last year so i need to work on on sales you know getting more sales you know all, all of this is just i need to get to that number of uh 500 subscribers over the year and you know i kind of go up to about 250 300 and then i come down to about 100 that's gen generally the, the the way that things have been working um and you know, with the with a couple of days a week at the moment, I think I can keep that going. But yeah, I just need to, I just need, I need to sell, I need to sell more boxes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's uh, the biggest problem. I need to sell more boxes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a bit of data now and you know this is to be expected. You've got the summer drop off, you've got people going out and do things and then it picks up again next year. And it sounds like that is the life cycle of a craft box business. It just sounds as though we need to increase the size of that. And you've got two aspects as we always do with business. One is winning new customers and two is reducing the number of customers that cancel. Um, and keeping them and those are the two pieces the thoughts then are which one do we focus on or do we spend a couple of hours a week on each one and what are the activities that we do it and I don't know if you remember this Adam way way back at the start of your series we did an episode that was ideas for marketing your business it was episode number three in the series and it was brainstorming mm, the scary one yeah the different ideas the scary one why was it scary uh I, I had to come up with ideas quickly and my my brain wasn't fast enough so i think uh, <laughs> you've got uh, a minute of dead air at some point <laughs> <laughs> that was in march 2021 so it was about uh 14 or 15 months ago and actually like it's the same process it's exactly the same process. So if I was to outline for you and everyone listening to this, the process, you only have so many hours a week that you can do things. That's it. We have to decide what are the actions we want to do in that, which at the very top level, we have to decide what is the goal. And I think you've got two goals. One is sell more boxes. And two is, as much as you can, keep subscribers coming back to you. And some of them might naturally drop off every summer and then come back in the autumn when it gets cold again. So some you might not actually be losing customers. The same customers might come back at Christmas, do six months again. But I would say right at the very top, you've got your two goals. Then we do the post-it note exercise of coming up with every possible thing we could do to build towards those goals. And I would be going on websites and looking up what are 20 ways to market my business. Or I'd go into the episode that we did on how many ways. I Simon and I, I think, did 10 free ways to market your business and then this and that. And I would be writing up those ideas. Then I would be evaluating them against time, effort and cost 
as to what I would actually do with my time to move towards those goals. And then I would pick the top two or three I'm going to focus on because my time is limited. And then I would park all of the rest of the ideas on someday maybe. And it's a constant come up with ideas, work out where to focus, implement, get feedback, and then see if we want to change or not. And that's basically the entire of business. That's <laughs> kind of it. As you apply what you learn in this mini experiment to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, until we get going. And I don't really care what businesses we're in. It is generating the ideas, focusing on what we want to do, getting the feedback, and then trying to make it better. The challenge or the problem that people make is quite often they skip out the brainstorming section because they're like, well, I'll just do Google adverts or I'll just do Facebook ads and I'll try that. And they haven't actually thought about the different items they could do. And we could come up with a million ideas for you like off the top of my head, launch a craft podcast about crafting and do a 20-minute podcast each week about crafting and build the audience, or go on other people's craft podcasts that already have that thing and talk about what you've learned. Or we could do this, we could do that. There's like a million ideas we can put out there. But what we have to do is do the ideas, narrow it down to what's the two or three things we actually focus on, and then stick with that plan for a period of time to get the data and the feedback before we know which ones we want to ditch and which ones we want to go with. Does that make sense as a process to you? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's worth, you know, after having initially talked about this and done the ideas and things like that, it's one of those things that you have to come back to again, isn't it? Again and again and, and go through that process. And I definitely, yeah, it's, it's great to remind me of the first step coming up with ideas and then separating that from the evaluating ideas because definitely when you're you know when it's the evening and you're sitting there on your laptop and you're going what do I do you're, you're <laughs> definitely evaluating at the same time um you know well I gravitate towards a website and look at some stats or something like that um but yes uh love the the post-it notes get them all get them all down and then have a look at them and work out what's what what comes next and do that you know bigger planning exercise for sure so i've got two thoughts for you one which i'll give second which is about the disney creative process and two is about life design this is exactly what i have to do with my life because you come up with lots of ideas that you want to do with life and you do a load of stuff and you make progress then you get to the stage of like oh I've lost motivation, I'm tired, like I'm not enjoying this, I'm not enjoying that, and you lose that energy. And that's a point that we can all end up wallowing in. And it's really dangerous because you end up wallowing in blur. I don't even have a particular word for it, Adam. It's just blur. That's the sound of that feeling of like, what am I doing? Where am I going? I just don't want to do it. And I get it and I have to come back to what's my mission? Where am I heading? What do I want to do with life? And then coming up with the ideas to move forwards. And it happens in general life. It happens in business. It happens in every, it happens in jobs. You know, you're doing your job for a certain period and you get really excited about a new project, a new way of doing business, a new way of changing things. And then after six months, you've lost energy and you're like, why am I doing this job? Why, why am I even here? What the heck is this? And you have to refresh within your job and where you're doing. I think we don't do that regularly enough. We don't regularly enough tune in to the mission, go through the idea process, and then put the ideas out there. And I think it's so critical. And I, to everyone listening to this, when was the last time you took the time to actually think about what are my goals? What are my ideas for getting there and what am I focused on? And we all get lost from time to time. So I think it's really important to do it. And a year is too long a period because most people do this stuff once a year 
in December or January. They listened to my annual review podcast that I did, and then they listened to the Practical Extraordinary thing, and they think they're set for the rest of their lives. That's not how lifestyle design works. You have to constantly reimagine it to get to the next step. Does that make, what do you think about that sort of thought? What does that strike you? Yeah, uh, I I agree. I, I, I've got to say, I've, I tried, I tried to do the, um, uh, yeah, I tried to do that, that process. Tried? Tried? Are you going to say there is no try? <laughs> well, what, what happened? You tried and you failed? You tried and you got distracted by Netflix? You tried and you just didn't follow through? What happened? Yeah, so I, for, um, from the, a life point of view, rather than a business point of view, I came up with too many things. So I couldn't stop coming up with things that I wanted to do. And then I got quite confused. And then, uh, you know, then, then distraction took over. Um, so I think that, you know, that's going back to your point of if you if you take forever to get around to doing it, then there's probably going to be too much to think about all in one go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yes, I need I, I did. I, I failed. Um, but it's yeah, it's just when there's so much to to cram in, then uh, it's tricky just to come up with the first list. Um, yeah. I, also personal to to me, I I I've got this mental block about the moving house thing, where that feels like a really big change that will, you know, if I if I don't move house, I've got these options over here, and if I do move house, I've got some more options. So, um, you know. Clearly, I can decide some things in the meantime. Um, but yeah, it just feels like two sort of split futures. And once before that's happened, it's it's holding me back deciding what to do next. That's that's my that's my excuse for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, so on the too many ideas thing, I, you are a creative person, as are most entrepreneurs. You come up with a huge amount of ideas. What I don't think happened is you didn't choose which is the one or two you want to start with. And it sounds like you've got a huge amount of ideas, then just got overwhelmed and gone, I can't do any of that until I move house. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely a combination of that. So we don't want to put life off until something happens. And I have been guilty of this exactly the same. Like I can't do anything until X happens. And if we live like that, X may or may not happen. Who knows? The property market is up. It's down. I've been trying to sell my properties for two and a half years now. It's not been ideal. Mm. But if I put life off until that was done, I'd be in a mess. But I think the key piece as well is, choosing from that list what's the one or two things like going down to there's two phases and i'm going to use the geeky technical terms from the universities there's divergent thinking and convergent thinking divergent thinking is where you diverge you go out and come up with as many ideas as possible so many people don't bother with that step. They just jump to what's the one idea at the end they're going to do. And they've missed out on all sorts of creative solutions that they might have come up with in the Divergent series. Then there's the other side, which is the convergent bit, which sometimes creative people are great at the Divergent stuff. They come up with a whole host of ideas, but then they don't want to give up any of those ideas. So they either don't do any of them or they try and do them all at once, which both lead to the same impact of nothing happens. Whereas the key is what's the one thing or what's the two things that I am going to do from this list straight away. And I'm just going to get those done and then I'll move back onto them. And the rest are on what we would call the someday maybe list. And you can go back to the someday maybe list when you've got spare time and pick another one off it that you really want to do. But nearly every idea you have should end up on the someday maybe list because you cannot do it all. Just just can't. Like, it's just impossible. We're, we're human. We have 
so many hours, so much energy, so much time, so much focus, and we just can't do it all. From that exercise, did you do the divergent? You did the divergent bit. Did you do the convergent bit coming down to the like, what's the one or two things I'm going to do? So I think there are, there are two things. I got I got stuck on doing all of the, the divergent stuff and all of the, the ideas about what I might want to do. And then, uh, you know, the, the sort of assessing where I was at the moment so that I could set a goal for future. Uh, I, I found it hard to work out where I was at the moment, which uh, <laughs> is, is insane. And because there's, you know, there's there's really tangible things that you can when it comes to, um, you know, money and things like that, uh, that there's you know tangible goals there. But uh, there's a number. Yes. And I, and and I, can, I can deal with and that. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But yeah, a lot of the, the life things that are intangible, um, like, you know, do I want to play guitar or learn this? Uh, then, um, yeah, I didn't, I just didn't uh, get past knowing where I, I felt about where I was now and then sort of working out where I wanted to go into the future. So I found, yeah, I struggled at the first couple of steps. Um, yeah, so I need to get back to it. Well, that's okay. I think it's it's really useful to think through where we've struggled and what we're doing because mm. then we can figure out what happened. So with that struggling piece, do you remember you just thought, like, I don't even know where I am now or what I want to do with my time now? What were the thoughts around that that just made you put it down? Um, yeah, I, I think so... I I tend to kind of change my mind about things quite a lot, um, and yeah, so it which was is hard. seen as but, a bad thing by society. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I I guess I'm I'm sort of very open minded about things, and I and I know that how I feel about something on one day will well be different um, in you know a week's time or something like that. So yeah, that the feeling, you know, I, I wanted to sort of sit with it at the time to go, all right, you know, is this really where I am? Um, you know, how, how do I really feel about this? So, you know, I guess coming back to it will help uh, make some of those, uh, those things a bit more concrete. Um, yeah. Which is why it's not a one-off process, which mm -hmm. is why it's not... I know what, I'll set the goals for the rest of my life and that's it. And you've done it on a Tuesday where you've had an ice cream, you're high on sugar and you think everything's possible and you've got one answer versus you did it on a Thursday when like something happened and you feel down and you would have got a different answer, which this is why it's not a one-off process. It's okay, let's think about the overall goals, let's think about where we're going and then let's maybe do a monthly review about how am I doing towards those goals? Are those goals still exciting? Am I still working on them? Am I still doing the right things? And you look at what you're doing and where you're going. And Katie and I are just going through this process again for ourselves. And we have sort of a, a I don't know, for want of a better term, key projects, key focuses. And we have a little thing that's like Rebel Finance School. That's a key project. Rob, Rebel Entrepreneur. Most of my projects are called Rebel, I've realized. Rebel Entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. um, that's a key focus. Selling the apartments, that's a key focus. Actually, selling the apartments is a key focus, but there's not a lot I do other than I've got an estate agent that markets it and I wait for stuff to happen. Yeah. So you know, you know how I feel about <laughs> yeah. waiting, but that's another story. <laughs> and then same. I've got Chautauqua, the financial independence retreat, and I've got that on there and that project. But I've just got my key projects, and then I look at them going, are these still exciting? Do they need stuff to move on? Where am I going? And every time I look at them, I go, oh, I need to do this, this, and this. And it inspires me to do the next step. But I think it can be something as simple as that, that you've got there. And, you know, maybe you've got Craftbox Club is probably too broad. Maybe you've got winning new customers for Craftbox Club. You've got yeah, keeping yeah. customers. So I have got these uh, when I when I 
did this and when I've done processes before, I've got all the tabs in OneNote. So I've got things like, <laughs> I've got financial independence and I've got uh, get more sales from mailing list, increase Google ranking, more sales from Facebook, uh, insurance work, uh, kit creation, social media, uh, staying fit, friends and family. Um, yeah, all sorts of things on there. So I'm at least tracking where I'm half doing something. <laughs> I love that. How often do you look at that stuff? Well, some of them, like every couple of days, um, uh, because I've got, you know, like in the same place, I've got like a, a customer checklisting. But I've got, you know, when I've got have ideas for kits, I'll put them in the kit creation thing. So I've got a list of like 15 kits. Love um, that. Up, uh, up ahead and things like that. And then I'm, uh, I've just started doing guitar lessons. So I've got like a guitar one. So I'm going into, into that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, some of them all the time, uh, and others, you know, every, every few months. And that's normal life. That's how it is. It sounds like you're doing a lot of this. When you say you tried to do the process, it sounds like you have done it and it has given you focus and you are doing things. It sounds like it's, it's working, but for some reason you're being hard on yourself. <laughs> I think I, if you, if you looked at it, it, it would just be, uh, it, it, I, there, there, there's, yeah. So what I'm doing is probably like a half job of a lot of the, the good stuff, which is still something. <laughs> I just, <laughs> better than nothing. I just don't feel like I've gone like all the way to the end of any of those things. Um, yeah, because things get in the way. But I've 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 probably done something productive in that direction at least. Can you ever go all the way to the end to of learn the guitar? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Can you ever go all the way to the end of win new customers? No. Because otherwise you'd have to win every human being on the planet and you'd be shipping 7 billion boxes each month. Like, you cannot win any of these games, Adam. <laughs> there is more to do than can ever be done. You cannot win Learn the Guitar. You cannot win Build a Business. It's just not a thing. What's the only thing you can hope for? Uh, progress. That's it. All you can hope for is I'm making progress on the things that matter for me. I feel like I'm making progress. I'm doing things. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm making progress. That's it. That's all you can hope for. What, like, what do you need to be happy, Adam? Do you need to have sold to everyone in the world? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing all right on the happiness front. <laughs> <laughs> but does that kind of make sense to you oh yeah yeah absolutely i think i was just trying to say that as as a process uh i i've never been like oh that's that there's this month okay i've i've done the planning for this month happy with that all done um but i probably have done that pro that the full process for bits and pieces at a time um so yeah can you that's, ever get to the good. end of I have planned my entire life? No, but like a month, uh, a month at a time or something. But by the time if, I would have done it, <laughs> the month even that over. things will change. Stuff yeah. happens. Life changes. Your energy goes up and down. Like I think you're doing a phenomenal job. And I'm probably speaking to half of the people on the podcast. You are doing a phenomenal job. Just keep going. And I think, we've all got this expectation that we're going to tick it off. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen and it's done. But life doesn't do that. You just, you can't tick life. You can't tick all of this stuff. And even if you go, I have planned the month. I have planned the entire month. Tick. Guess what will happen tomorrow? Be the next month. But, no, the universe will throw you something you weren't expecting and all your plans will go out the window. All you have to do is have a rough idea of where you're aiming for. The clearer it is, the better, but the rough idea of where you're aiming for and then take steps every day towards it. 
And if you do that, it's unbelievable what you can build over a decade. Most people completely overestimate what they can achieve in a year and then get despondent when they don't achieve it. And they underestimate what they can do in a decade. But they will never achieve their decade progress because they get upset that they haven't made as much progress as they could in a year. And it's about taking the next step and consistently taking the next step. And will you ever do the exact optimal mix of marketing? Will you ever have figured out exactly the marketing that you need to do? No, absolutely not. And it, but it's, uh, it's enjoying the, the process and making progress towards the goal, isn't it? That, I mean, I, I just love learning stuff. Uh, so, you know, all, all of this is, um, is great, great for me. Exactly. So we just come up with a bunch of ideas, pick the one that we feel is the best. Maybe we have a look at some data to help us make that decision. And then we crack on with it for the next period of time until we need to go, okay, am I still doing the right thing? Let me look at the options again and work out whether I'm going to keep going with this one or I'm going to try other things. And that's that's it. That's the game. There's no magic tick box thing. We just need to keep making progress on the projects we've got. And if we do that, it's unbelievable. One, like, Tell me if you've had this experience and to everyone else out there. When... I started to lose weight. I read a book by Tim Ferriss. It completely inspired me. I did everything he said. And then a week later, I was like, I've done everything he said. Why haven't I lost five stone yet? And I was despondent. I was <laughs> disbelief. Katie had to walk me back from an edge of giving up on everything. And it was just because I was impatient for results to happen. And the same with financial independence. I'm like, okay, I've set up my ISA, my individual savings account. I've started to invest. I've set up my pension. I've done all this stuff. Why aren't I rich yet? Come on. <laughs> and then you get despondent. And actually, it's the little steps that happen every single day. And I don't know if I've ever spoken to you about this, Adam, but to everyone on the podcast, like one of my favorite sayings is the extraordinary belongs to those that create it and my realization is the extraordinary is built out of mundane actions that happen every day it's not some crazy thing that happens it is financial independence is built out of saving each day building a business is built out of doing a small action towards it each day and it doesn't feel mega at the time it's just taking those small actions but sometimes it doesn't feel like we're making the progress we want to make because we're just sending an email or making a phone call or posting a box and that's not delivering to the level that we think we should be but that that's what it is that's the game the small actions every day that move us towards where we want to go and the more of those small actions we take the faster our progress makes it's a good thought <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it, it's it's something that um I'm, I'm getting increasingly comfortable with uh is looking at this as a as a long-term thing and i think you know at least at least having shown some progress because you know that that first kind of six months where you know that there's nothing registering on the dial whatsoever that's that's the really tough part to get disheartening yeah where you're going you know you are making progress because you're learning and you're getting your name out there and things like that um but it doesn't show for anything at all so you can't you can't show progress but at least i've got you know some evidence now that putting in the work gets you something it's not you know where it's not the the target yet um, but you know, some, I, I, I know that some of the things that I'm doing are working. Um, and I, I also know that, um, that, that I love doing this and, and I love, you know, I've been able to stick with it for that amount of time, um, and still love doing it, which is, which is something, you know, that's really important to have learned over the long term because it's, you know, I could easily have just 
you know, chuck this in, um, you know, I could have put this down quite easily. Um, but it's something that I just, it just feels right to keep coming back, back to. Um, and then, yeah, that, that long-term approach really connects in nicely with the financial independence point of view as well. Um, and I think once I got that, um, kind of the, the processes for that set up and that thinking in there as well, that's really helped on the business side as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's a really nice package for, for the long-term planning. So I think we've come to the part of the podcast, Adam, where I'm going to ask you what you're going to do next. Based on all of our chat, ideas, thoughts, where you are, what do you think you need to focus on? What's the first step? Where are you going next? Uh, so things that I'm going to test out in the, the next um, few months is the marketing thing. So particularly main, main list, which we haven't talked about a lot, but I've seen some real uh, interesting things over the over the last couple of weeks from the work that I've been doing on that. Awesome. Um, the reason I did the mailing lists was because um, somebody told me that the key to getting the Facebook marketing uh, actually paying off was being able to capture customers once they got to the website and then converting them later on rather than expecting them to convert straight away from, from Facebook. So Facebook might be the next thing to get into um, as an idea. But yeah, uh, you know, based on what we've talked about, rather than just going straight for that, which is like the top of my mind thing, I think it's worth doing the, um, the, the post-it note exercise and yeah, coming up with loads of ideas and then going through and assessing them and coming up with a, a, few, a few winners especially at this time of year where I've got a lot of time to prepare before Christmas. It seems like a great time to do that in particular. Um, yeah, so that's that's the next thing to do, go and generate some ideas and, and work out what I'm going to focus on for the next few months. I love that. That's perfect. If you can draft in a friend or two for the post-it note exercise to do it together, that will make it more fun. And just to give you a frame for choosing... Simon, my business partner, likes to use, okay, when you're picking from these ideas, what's the no-brainer? What's the thing we should absolutely do that? That's the no-brainer. And then you look at all the post-it note ideas and go, that's the one. Then you go, what's the wild card? Mm -hmm. What's the, like, slightly out of the box, slightly crazy, but you never know. It might just, like, make us go to the moon if we do this. What's the wild card idea? Then... We've got the no-brainer, we've got the wild card idea, uh, and then maybe you could add in what's the moonshot? Like, what's the thing? You know that idea of, like, if you aim for the moon, you might end up in the clouds? Mm. What's the one big, 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 big thing? And then last but not least, what's the what's the basics? From all of these ideas, what's the basics? And that sounds bad because people go, oh, it's just the basics. But actually, what I've realized over the years is doing the basics is where it's at. If you want to be healthy, then the basics are, are you sleeping well? Are you eating well? Are you exercising, moving? And if you do those basics well, you'll be in pretty good shape. But we all like to aim for the like bigger things because that's where we think the big progress is. But what's the basics? What's the thing like, I just need to keep doing the basics and I'll be doing well. So I would use those sort of four frames to go, what's the idea that flits into the no-brainer, the wild card, the moonshot and the basics? And then go, those are the four things I'm going to focus on for now. Um and that'll just give you like the stuff and you don't have to go out and do the moonshot. If you want, you can just focus on the basics and the other ones, but it's just getting it down to the few ideas and making sure we do that convergent thinking towards the end of the exercise so that we can actually implement it and take action from it. Yeah, that's great. I love, uh, yeah. Categorizing anything and giving, that's almost like giving you constraints, isn't it as well? So that, you know, that boosts creativity because you've got those, 
those things to kind of hang your ideas on. That's great. I like that. I'll type that up. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, that's the plan. Will you come back on and let us know how it goes in the future? Yeah, of course. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be lovely to come back and have a chat. <laughs> Excellent. And if people were so inspired to find your work, where will they find you, Adam? Uh, I will be at craftbutsclub.com. And that's where you will remain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. To everyone listening, a year is too long between planning cycles and idea cycles. Six months is probably too long between planning cycles and review cycles. I would be saying to you, let's do this every three months. What's the goals? What are the ideas? Where are we heading? And then we'll check in each month to find out if we're making progress. But that's where you find the energy. How do you feel when we do the creative exercise and you've got ideas to go forwards? It inspires you. It fills you with energy. If you're feeling a little bit lost, wondering what to do, now is the time to do a creative exercise. Set out the goal, put it as a question, brainstorm ideas, pick your top three or four and make progress. If you can consistently do that over the years, it is unbelievable what you can build. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. And the extraordinary is built from the mundane daily activities that you take. So get excited and let's build on a daily basis. Thanks for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different, be yourself, be a rebel entrepreneur.